back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 7, Rough Patch. Or is it The Rough Patch? The Rough Patch. Okay. The Rough Patch. And that was Jen. Hey. We have a couple emails from Danielle. Yay, Danielle's back. We have one from the previous recording, and then one from this one. So we'll do the previous recording one first, and then we'll get into the episode. Then we'll read her... The initial reviews of Rough Pat, the Rough Patch. What was your thoughts? I feel like it started out really slow and bad, and then it got much better towards the end. Yeah, the car scene's really good. Mm-hmm. I think I liked it more when I watched it with you because you were laughing so much. <laughs> and when I was watching it by myself, I was kind of busy taking notes. And you have to really watch it all the way through to enjoy it because the pace of it is so quick. Right. Which is what makes it better. Yeah, I did have to pause a lot because I you know, always have to keep track of who's saying what and you know take my little notes on it. But <laughs> yeah, such a good scene. Well, let's start off with Danielle's first email. And what was before the rough patch? It was bagpipes. So this would be about bagpipes. She writes, hey, guys, I didn't enjoy this episode. Well, that is unlike how <laughs> Jen and I felt about it. But take. We'll keep going. The argument and resolution between Marshall and Lily seemed superficial. Yes. Yes. Agreed. They didn't show them putting their ego aside. I wish the episode focused more time there. Yeah, Danielle doesn't like the disagreements between Marshall and Lily. I think she always responds very badly to that. Danielle doesn't care for poor writing. Washing my dishes immediately sounds like a fate worse than death. <laughs> also, how is Lily not annoyed? She has to remind him each time. Yes. So she said this before we <laughs> released it, but that was kind of my point. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to come off with new relationship smugness. It sounds like they should have talked about all these things a long time ago. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they've this, lived together for so long. This wasn't the most realistic. But it just had to exist because Barney needed something to right. point out that is lacking between Lily and Marshall. Right, but it makes absolutely no sense <laughs> if you really drill down into it. Mm-hmm. I see these TV marriages, and they're not happy 80% of the time, and that bums me out. Oh, Danielle, you're trying to bum me out. <laughs> I mean, you should be marrying the person you are most comfortable with but are also attracted to. I did. Me too. I feel we don't see this a lot because, of course, that's not realistic. It is. I mean, you have a podcast example right here. <laughs> We're the exception, not the rule. <laughs> but it seems this thought process keeps lowering expectations and it's depressing. Whoa. Wow, Danielle, Danielle you are really shouldn't having you, some feelings. Shouldn't you be out on a ledge somewhere? Hey, that's not funny. <laughs> I'd like to hear your perspective on the maintenance required in relationships. If only you want. I know you like to keep these episodes short. The worst joke would be Marshall sleeping in Ted's place. I don't know if that was a bad joke or just kind of a dull part of the... Oh, no, the, like, coming to the door to say, like, can I sleep here? Yeah. The best joke would have to be Robin and Barney's fights. (laughs) Love ya. Love ya, Danielle. Yeah, um... Maintenance required in relationships. It, I feel like it really depends. Like, if you marry the right person, like, yes, there are going to be disagreements, and there's going to be 
rough patches that heard this episode, but it's not a lot of work if you marry the right person, I feel like. I don't even think it's that. I think a lot of it is, are one or both of you just easygoing? (laughs) That's the key. (laughs) Well, think of it this way. You are extremely easygoing, almost to a fault. (laughs) Okay. I am not easygoing, but I'm also not, I, I don't respond emotionally to things. Right. Typically. So you and I hardly ever fight. Right. We have other good things about our marriage, but it just so happens that our personalities are such that neither of us are very prone to argue. I have been with people that are very prone to argue, and I'm a little bit prone to argue. Or I used to be more so when I was younger. You put that dynamic together. Yeah, it's not going to work. Or it it might work, but they just won't get along all that well. But I think that's the same as what I'm saying. If you have the right person, you're not going to have all these arguments. And that part of that is personality meshing. Yeah, a little bit. But two people that are both A-type personalities can mesh well, but will argue a lot because both of them feel like they have to come out on top. And so, I mean, you could just argue, well, that, then they don't belong together. No, but, but that's more work. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. for us, it's not as much work. It's Yeah, so maintenance, easy. we're kind of lucky we don't need a lot of maintenance. We're not right. perfect, and we do have arguments, but they tend to not reach a high pitch. Right. But it's not really something, it's not, you know, you ask these people who have been married 50 years, what's the key? Communication. And <laughs> yeah. That's all true, but that's not the kind of advice we could even give because it's just easier for us. We happen to be two people that, well, and we like each other. We right. just and I, you know, I think the other part of it too is like actually really get to know somebody before you marry them. Like we dated long distance two years, and then we lived together another two before we got engaged, like two and a quarter before we got engaged, and so we were together almost five years before we got married. Like. There were no real surprises after that. <laughs> no, like we, really. we knew each other. We knew that we could get along. I think there's a world in which like we could have gotten engaged before I moved down and gotten married and not known. Can we actually live together if we're used to seeing each other twice a month? That's very different than being on top of each other every single day. And 24-year-old you, 31-year-old <laughs> me would not have made a good married couple. Oh, no. No, no, no. Those, we both, those we both people were much better <laughs> long distance. Yeah, being older I think helps. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is part of my advice is, like, don't rush into a marriage. Like, actually make sure you know the person you're marrying and you can get along with them long term, not just in, like, the new relationship energy phase of things. Yeah, and I would say, to be honest, there's not a lot that Jen and I can say about our marriage that's transferable to (laughs) other people's marriages. We just get along. Mm Mm-hmm. We've always had a pretty easy time living together, and that's... Yeah. And that was not a given, because we both lived alone for a few years before we moved in together. Yeah, but you hated living alone. I loved it. Yeah, but there was still, like, you know, as much as I didn't like it all that much, there's still something to, like, having your own space and being able to do your own thing and then having to adjust to being with another person. All right. So, that's been Marriage Corner. Hope that's helpful, Daniel. Yeah, we... (laughs) Yeah, again, we don't have much to pass on. I, I, I think it's just we were lucky. If you find the right person, you're lucky, and it'll be easy. If you find anywhere less than that, it's going to be progressively harder the further away you get from it, and the more you're going to have to get therapy and learn how to communicate with each other and all that. Yeah, and it might just be more work, but if you're both committed to it, then, yeah, it, it can work. But 
Yeah. Hopefully you luck out and find somebody that you click with, and it's not that much work. Yeah, so re- very few rough patches here. And speaking of rough patch, let's Imagine get into that. it. The rough patch, sorry. We start off with the narrator and talking about how Uncle Barney was pretty strong against relationships. And then we have sort of a weird scene flashback from yeah, McLaren's where... Yeah, I don't where really know the purpose of this. I mean, it, it seemed very unnecessary, like... It, him and Robin's relationship isn't new. Like, they could have just said in the... They didn't need to invent a flashback like yeah. this. In the and fall it, of 2009, like, Barney came over to their part. Like, there didn't need to be a lead-up to I this. I don't know it was what they were going for here. But then we, yeah, jump back forward into 2009, and he is the one with the girlfriend. We're in Ted's apartment. Barney and Robin come in. With a big old trunk. Yeah, it's Barney's porn collection goes back and forth on joking whether it is or isn't, but ultimately he's giving Ted his porn collection, which comes in a giant container. And he's got a bit of a gut. You can notice that right away in the scene. Yeah, I actually didn't notice it until Marshall pointed it out. Uh, I think I noticed it because... Because you knew it was coming. Yeah. And Barney claims this is all because he's so happy. Marshall says, oh, yeah, I can tell you got relationship gut. <laughs> like Barney's, I do not got relationship Gut. <laughs> well, I, like, just jumping back a little bit, Lily kind of asks, like, oh, you're, you're voluntarily giving up your porn? And Barney, like, shakes his head yes, and Robin's behind him, like, shaking her head no. Right. I forgot about that part. Marshall says that him and Lily have been there. Lily says that she did pudge out for a while. And then we get Marshall doing some strange yeah. motions. She got fat. Yes, it was really rude and really unnecessary. And very unmarshall-like. Very strange things to start off this episode. Yeah, as much as like Marshall's obsessed with her, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect him to act like that. Barney and Robin are leaving. Barney says goodbye, my sweet beloved friends who have always been there for me. You'll be missed. I and mean, obviously, obviously he's talking about the pole right. There's no reason to have that grand pronouncement for people you're going to see a couple hours later at the bar, probably. Get to a Marshall deliver that it wasn't big on. He says he's naming the different names of the porn videos and one of them's horny co-ed surprise party 23 he says i think after the first 22 parties the co-eds wouldn't be surprised anymore boo i thought that was kind of funny actually you would <laughs> well and before that as they're leaving marshall says see ya robs which i thought we established robin doesn't like nicknames mm, good point i like the little back and forth about <laughs> really saying we can get rid of these for you and take them to the dumpster and ted's politely saying no until he finally has to yell at them. Leave them. Right. Um, so now I have a... Porn question? Go ahead. Not a porn question, but a, um, a little exercise here. So <laughs> Lily says, are you sure? I mean, no biggie. We can just swing by the back alley and drop the box in the dumpster. Marshall says, I see six of the words you just said on this video label. What do you think those words were? Biggie. Okay. Swing. Okay. Back alley or back and alley. Okay. Box. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that one must be dumpster. <laughs> Those were the six I came up with, too. <laughs> yeah, they try to have a lot of fun with porn language in this, mm-hmm. and I'm not big on most of it. It's sort of like when they go to that well of strippers' names being similar to real words. I don't know what you're talking about. For example, when... 
Barney's wondering why all these women are slapping him. Somebody says, oh, it must be... Oh, karma. Karma. No. <laughs> right. She's in Vegas besides we're, we're cool. five. <laughs> they do that a lot in this show. And so they yeah, kind of go... Karma's the only one I can think of. They go to this place with poor names a lot. They did this a lot when they were at the porn convention and all the stuff around Ted Mosby's porn. Mm-hmm. So, not, not a big fan of that. Okay, you prude. No, I just don't think it's funny. No, and they keep going back to it a lot. No, I'm, I'm very pro-porn. They're kind of, <laughs> Ted, the narrator, is ne- down on porn in this um, episode. He's just talking to his kids, so. <laughs> well. All right. Ted says that it's kind of sad what's going on here. Barney's giving up his porn, gut relationship, gut, and they, they eat at the same diner every night. This is the first we're hearing of this diner, and right. it would seem that they needed, they just needed this as a place that was predictable that they'd be, so it explains why they knew where they were going. Right, exactly. But yeah, this is the start of Ted being really invested in what's going on in Robin and Barney's relationship and thinking that it's run its course. Marshall and Lily, strangely, leave the room mumbling, <laughs> which is explained when they get outside, they're just trying to... So I actually backed this up, I don't know if you watched it. Uh, so... Lily's sitting there and kind of grabs her coat and then, like, covertly grabs a video and puts it under her coat. And then Marshall was already holding three videos, and he throws two of them very obviously into the thing and then puts the other one under his coat. Oh, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's some pretty good business there. Yeah, because I was like, what are, why? Yeah, this is, like, really weird. And then when they came out, I was like, oh, okay, let's see if I can see them actually grab it. So, I do like the next funny. exchange. Marshall, when they get outside to the, or rather to the hallway, says, what'd you get? She says, I got squat. I thought, I thought I saw you take one. Yeah, I did. It's called squat. I don't know what that means. Well, squatting, there's maybe some sexual positions that involve squatting. Okay. And that's kind of the theme of the kind of sex that has appeared in that porn. Do I need to describe it further to you? Um, are you marking this one explicit? <laughs> <laughs> I mark them all explicit. <laughs> We're talking porn, baby. <laughs> Ted is looking through the pile. Now, I... I didn't look closely enough. Are these tapes or DVDs? They were VHS, at least the one that Lily showed and the one that goes flying into the VCR. So we're in 2009. There's no way they have a VCR in their living room. I thought that, too. Well, I was also wondering, like, why doesn't Barney have DVDs of porn? But this one was recorded back in 2005. No, even 2005, there should have been DVDs. Yeah, I don't know why there's VHS. That was weird. I mean, we've seen them use... A VCR before when right. they had that videotape of Barney singing. I mean, maybe they still have it from college or like, you know, they used to have those dual like DVD and VHS players. Could be. But yeah, it was weird that it was actual VHS tapes. Ted finds a tape that says Architecture. <laughs> like is, that's not how you spell Buckminster Fuller. <laughs> this his delivery is kind of funny on that, even though. <laughs> right. And then we get a very <laughs> Much, you know, Ted trying to not show his kids that he's into this. I was getting rid of that vile pornography right away. And he slips, and the tape goes flying all through the room and lands in the VCR, and then he sits down. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, right away, it's Barney. <laughs> it, like, it's the opening credits and then Barney. Long story short, he says, if you're seeing this, I'm either dead or in a committed relationship. If I'm in a committed relationship, get me out of it. Although he, I do like his, if he's dead, he <laughs> right. wants to be honored by them taking his body to the Hamptons and recreating Weekend at Bernie's. That does sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> and I did like that he put this on the 
architecture VHS, knowing that was the one Ted was going right. to go for. <laughs> and I also like at the end as Ted's showing this to Marshall and Lily. Goes, and finally, since you were expecting some porn, <laughs> right. I like that line. And then him going to the bed. I did not care for the. No, 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 baby, don't worry. The flashing green light means it's off. It's just so tropey. I liked Lily. Are we sure he was finished talking? Yeah, that was really good, too. <laughs> She's always very curious right. in these last two seasons about his mm-hmm. sex capades, if you right. will. Right, exactly. Yeah, feeding into that same line. But, yeah, I thought that was funny. They're back at McLaren's. Lily's wondering what Raman and Barney did the other night. Apparently they... They're getting boring here, so they just stayed in and watched a movie. But they I do couldn't like agree what to do. Um, but you know, they, at the end of the video, like Lily, Ted, and Marshall kind of talk about like, do we need to be worried about this? Like, are we taking this seriously? And they decide no. But then they started noticing things about Barney and Robin. I like Barney's. It was Legend. Wait for it. <laughs> it's of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I do like that movie, Legends of the Fall. I know you do. That's, you watch that's, it every year. Yeah, once a year. It's good, you know, cowboy soap opera stuff. Okay. Come on. How good does Brad Pitt look in that movie? I mean, yes. That's, that's <laughs> like peak Brad Pitt. Definitely. They're starting to compare stories of how Barney's not being himself. I'm sorry, the narrator's saying Barney hasn't been himself lately, and Ted's looking for Barney to come help him. Barney, I should mention, Barney's getting progressively fatter and Robin's, as these scenes go yeah, by. And, and Robin's starting to look worse and worse. Yeah, starting to get a little rougher. Barney doesn't want to help Ted as his wingman for a second. Barney is his own wingman, and he's stuffing food in his face. And now we're going to start Robin getting really rude to Barney. (laughs) Robin's just annoyed. And so Lily just asks, you know, how are you two? And Barney starts kind of talking about it. And the whole time Robin's like, hands over her ears, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) And Barney just, everybody just ignores it. That is not love. I like that as Barney's kind of describing you know, monogamy. Yeah. Well, just these very tropey relationships are the best. The sharing, the compromise, the monogamy. And he just adds in catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't bother to come up with one. <laughs> the more evident that, you know, it was getting worse, the more the two of them pretended like everything was fine to everybody else. And then they. No, it's clearly not. They say something, the narrator says something that you pointed out to me last recording, which is I thought they actually got this horrible mm, looking. Right. Narrator Ted says, Barney and Robin only let themselves go a little bit, but I swear after a few more weeks to us, they seem like this. And Barney is just in full Glickman. Mm-hmm. Gl- or, <laughs> Jiminy Glick. Yeah, Jiminy Glick fat suit outfit. And Robin's just, you know, disheveled, pale on the face with pimples. Mm-hmm. Just not looking great. Barney can't even walk all the way across the bar to the table. They're talking at the apartment. Ted's pointing out that they're not... Ted's pointing out that, yes, Barney and Robin are in love, but this is not Barney and Robin. This is a uh, fat guy and the old lady, which becomes a running gag. And mm-hmm. Marshall points out that that sounds like a 70s detective show. It seemed like the whole thing was a setup for that joke by Marshall. Oh, absolutely. And so Ted's positing that Barney's overeating because he hates being tied down and Robin's stressing because she hates what Barney's turned into. And, and Lily's really For plot device, here. yeah. For plot device, Lily's pushing back. <laughs> right. Lily, who's always on top of when relationships need to end. And and I like this. Ted says maybe that's the problem. I mean, maybe they're too similar. It must be tough having two alpha dogs in one relationship. <laughs> I like this exchange between Marshall and Lily. We have two alpha dogs in our relationship. 
Sure we do, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like back looking through the porn crate again. (laughs) Ted points out they're not breaking up because they're playing relationship chicken. (laughs) Barney ate the relationship chicken. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I don't really appreciate, like, all the fat shaming, but that was a really good joke. Yeah, it was well <laughs> And Lily just says, they're t- it's taking time for them because he used to being with someone else. And she says, what's the nice word for selfish? Marsh says, independent. independent. <laughs> yeah. And then Marshall, this another strange line by Marshall here of, <laughs> he says that he has an astronaut friend who's gone through something like this and then just is describing a porn. Right. It becomes obvious before the end of it. And it, it would have been funnier if, he thought he was really remembering a story by a friend, but it, all it really right. does is have him admit that he's just describing a porn And apparently plot. Ted's seen that one, too. Yeah. Maybe they've just been exchanging the porn at this point, <laughs> since Lily's clearly like going through it, <laughs> looking for stuff. All right. Lily and Marshall outvote Ted to leave them alone, not, not to interfere with their relationship. But then that weekend, Barney and Marshall are at McLaren's, and Barney is just stuffing his face. And talking about how beef ribs used to always be disgusting, but recently they've become really delicious. And Marshall just, you know, kind of asks him straight up, are you happy? Are you happy with Robin? And Barney kind of deflects, and he just keeps asking, are you happy? You know what they say about relationships? Every moment's a battle. (laughs) You know what goes hand in hand with fighting? The makeup sex. Which is different when you're in a loving, long-term relationship. Or... or we get a flashback to Barney and Robin in bed. They're flipping a coin to have sex or eat pizza, and they <laughs> sort of cheat to make sure it's the pizza. I love this so much. Which one was pizza again? <laughs> Tails. It was Tails. <laughs> and then Barney. Sex. Am I right? Thank God that's mostly over. <laughs> like, how long have they been together? <laughs> I don't know. This is bleak. We have sort of a strange scene... Where after this conversation with Barney, we have Marshall entering the apartment and says, we have to break them up. And then I guess there was a commercial break here. Mm -hmm. And then they come back and it's Marshall entering the apartment again going, you're right, Barney and Robin are miserable together. So it's almost like they shot the same scene twice. Oh, I didn't notice that. And didn't cut one of the two. Oh, that's interesting. So they decide they really need Lily here. They need to unleash the Kraken to help break them up. So we get a little reminder that Lily has broken up seven of Ted's past relationships, so she's really the one that needs to be involved in this. And we cut to her saying, forget it, I'm retired, I'm out of the game. And she's adopted some sort of 40s film noir accent. <laughs> she's going legit, I tell you. I'm, I'm out of that racket. <laughs> I love Ted here. Send me up with someone. Like, just immediately. She's like, whoa, I'm just starting out. <laughs> And so Lily decides that she's not going to do it. She's going to just let them do their thing. She's not going to interfere. But it's two to one. But the one is Lily, so she doesn't care. (laughs) So Ted and Marshall decide that they can break them up all on their own. By doing sort of uh, faking a proposal Mm -hmm. in the same way that Robin thought Ted was proposing to her. Right, and freaked out. And so they think that that's a good plan. They reshow that scene from Mm -hmm. way back when. From season two. There's some back and forth on some other plans that they think it's a bad idea because Barney's so horrible looking. Right. They can't try and get a woman to hit on him. Right. So they're outside the diner watching the two of them. No, at this point they're in the diner. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they're in the diner and Marshall 
is lamenting that he they didn't think of getting van. yeah a stakeout van. <laughs> like this, we could order pizza, look through big binoculars, and said, "This ain't what I signed up for." Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the waiter approaches Robin just immediately. Please shut up. Barney's like, "What? Oh, I thought you said something." <laughs> <laughs> and then. The engagement rings there. Strange that this diner serving serving champagne. (laughs) Right. I thought that too, but... But they just sort of lazily fall back into, okay, let's do it. Let's get married. (laughs) Some good reasons for it. One of these is right up your alley. Scherbatsky is so hard to spell. (laughs) I have that underlined. Like, I feel that very hard. Krasinski was really hard to spell. Then they pop into McLaren's. They're getting married. And Lily very sitcom-y turns to the guys and said, what did you do? I'm furious right now. But then when asked to be the maid of honor, she gushes and melts. Right. Well, and then as Barney announces it and is like toasting Robin, not so loud, jeez. <laughs> so even <laughs> in this happy moment, she's still annoyed. Yelling at him. <laughs> okay, Lily points out that they were playing relationship chicken and you sort of put the ultimate prize in front of them of winning relationship chicken, which is getting married. Right. So she decides she will come out of retirement for one last breakup. Her idea is to reignite the four biggest fights they've ever been in all at once. There's one about dirty dishes, which I guess is a flashback to last week. The ex-girlfriend conflict, which involved Meg. So we get a flashback from Meg, who he left in the apartment, and then she was one of the final four in the bracket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Meg's getting a couple of recurrences. Yeah, I forgot that she was back in this one. Right. Robin notices her at McLaren's. He doesn't recognize her until she bends over and then tries to get Robin to bend over, too, so he can compare them. Bernie's the worst. He even drops something on the ground. Pick that up for me. Starts another fight. Number three, Star Wars. Apparently Robin's not fond of the Stormtrooper in his apartment. (laughs) Has some fun with Stormtrooper, Storm Pooper. Why is he wearing diapers? And Bernie's getting really annoyed. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently she's making... She always makes fun of him for this, for the magic. <laughs> it sounds like stuff that she would make fun of him for. It's sort of yes. funny that we never saw that until this episode. Right. No, that definitely makes sense. I do like, and I very much agree with this, and I actually quote it quite a bit, when Barney is asked, who's that old lady singing? When he comes Boo. back. And it's Neil Young, Neil who's her Young favorite musician. is indeed He's a Canadian, a Canadian treasure. treasure. I 100% agree with I like Neil Barney. Young. I like Neil Young. I do not like any of his music, not even a little bit. Never Although have. Although I have to say, I saw Neil Young at Farm Aid a couple of years ago. I was actually really disappointed. He didn't play you a lot of... You went Farm Aid a couple of years ago? Yeah, I went with Elena because Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds were playing together. But anyway, yes, I saw Neil Young. I thought it was going to be really good, but he didn't play a lot of songs I knew, and I was disappointed. Okay. But I don't know. I don't, I don't get the hate for his voice. I like his voice. I never felt better about not going to that with you. I, you weren't invited. Well, I don't like country music. Farm Aid's, was it mostly country music? No, it was more like folk. Same thing. <laughs> all right. And then the, the biggest of the, all their fights is the Canadian thing. Uh, so they're going to, well, that, I guess that had to do with Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to have Alan Thick show up. And weird reaction from Ted and Marshall. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alan Thick, And then they remember that she knew him. Yeah, I guess they were confused that Lily was just picking a random famous Canadian <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, she got she got his number off Robin's phone. She's gonna have crazy Meg show up. 
the stormtrooper will walk by the window. They're they're actually showing this as it's going right, on. Right, like what she thinks will happen. And then a busboy walks by with a tray full of what? Dirty dishes. And then what happens, Jen? And then they begin attacking each other with Murder Train playing in the background. <laughs> so I guess that's why we didn't get Murder Train last episode. They didn't want to do it two in a row. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so Lily's got this like intricate thought out plan. And Ted's was, we emailed them pictures reminding them of each of these fights. Yeah. <laughs> Ted decides they're going to get a stakeout van. And then... We jump to them in a station wagon. Marshall's not going to let this one go. Yeah, Marshall is really aghast about this. <laughs> it would have been $25 more for the van. Yeah, we get this non-canonical Ted Bean frugal. <laughs> right. Just in this here. scenario. Okay. Now, this scene works because it moves so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's very Abbott and Costello. It's sort of like a who's on first. Yeah, there's so much going on. Kind of rhythm to it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of fun stuff in it. So we get a robot costume guy saying, greetings, Will Robinson. So it's that Lost in Space? Yeah, and the name of the robot in Lost in Space is Robot. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Funny. So everyone's confused. Lily says that <laughs> they didn't have stormtroopers, so she had to get a different robot. <laughs> She's informed that stormtroopers aren't robots. <laughs> I like her. Of course they're robots. Must kill Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Nobody Which, says that in Star Wars. <laughs> and then Marshall. Really lousy robot voice. Yeah, he's always a critic on the robot voices. He did this to Robin, too. This comes, yeah, yeah, later. Or no. No, no it that, That's right. In the three-day storm? Yeah. Okay. And then, a, and then we get Badger from <laughs> Breaking Bad. From Breaking Bad coming up at... With an extra large sausage pizza. Didn't we just see? Wasn't he on Community that we saw not that long ago? Is that what it was? I can't remember now. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember which. We one watch it was, too many shows. I can't do. keep track of where he shows yeah. up. <laughs> but yeah, he shows up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he had a lot of little pop-in roles before Breaking Bad. Yeah. Although that now makes what three Breaking Bad characters on How I Met Your Mother. Yep, Brian Cranston. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, yeah. And this Badger. is this is uh, Matt Jones is the actor's name. I wonder if there's more and we're just not thinking of it. Does Jesse Plemons ever make it up to how much money? Jesse Plemons? That's the Fargo guy. He was on Breaking Bad. Oh, he was. I thought you were... Uh, damn, I'm mixing up characters. <laughs> Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> we'll move on. I forgot he was on Breaking Bad. Ted's obsessed with these things that the pizza guy that Badger's saying. He keeps pointing out that there are things said in the porno. Someone ordered an extra large sausage. It wasn't. I didn't think it was funny, but the rhythm, it works with the rhythm mm-hmm. of things. I don't know if it's going to fit now, in here. Now you're just quoting the video. They're still watching. There's a lot of comments on that they should be in the van. Badger says, shouldn't you be in a van <laughs> if you're on a stakeout? Marshall, thank you. And the robot wants pizza. Again, Ted's cheap, doesn't want him to get pizza on his costume. It'll cost them more. <laughs> Lily thinks the stormtrooper should have a slice. Marshall and Ted, it's not a stormtrooper. Yeah, trooper. yeah, they gotta say that every time a stormtrooper <laughs> comes up. Then Alan Thick shows up. He's late, he was looking for a van. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so Lily tells him to get in the car. She wants to know, wait, if there were real people, how could they blow up the Death Star, killing thousands and... They point out, well, it was called the Death Star. Now, I've <laughs> they seen, knew what they were getting it's into. It's funny. I've seen Star Wars so many times. And I don't think the people that are actually on the Death Star ever call it the Death Star. I think only the rebels who are trying to blow it up are calling it the Death Star. Hmm. 
So to, I have no input here. <laughs> to the, the people that were working on the Death Star, even the stormtroopers, it was sort of, hey, this is just our ship. It's our spaceship? Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, Darth Vader was like a bad guy. Would he not have called it a Death Star to like try well, to be bad at keep, keep in mind, they didn't think they were bad guys. Well, they, they didn't think they were bad guys? I'm sorry. Okay, yes. Darth Vader was on the dark side of the Force. Which was so he knew he was a bad guy, but everyone else just thinks they're the government, okay. <laughs> not a good government, but a government. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> I have very peripheral knowledge of this. We've covered this. A I lot like, of my Star Wars knowledge comes from this show, actually. <laughs> I I do like Alan Thick's constant. I don't want to play the I'm Alan Thick card, but I really do have dinner to get to. So someone has got to take this sausage. Were you in the video? I, I like how the robot calls the pizza za. <laughs> I do not care Jim for that. for some za. <laughs> I've never heard anyone do that. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> Alan Thicke only has one thing to do in this car. But you've never heard pizza say, referred to as za? No. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess I'm not as hip as you and your... No, it's uh, super douchey, and I'm surprised you've never you heard it. You and your swinger friends. <laughs> Walking around the streets looking for za. <laughs> <laughs> Badger. Badger reports it. This ain't what I signed up for. Which didn't make any sense. <laughs> didn't, but Marshall was happy. <laughs> no, I think Marshall thought that was his line. Um, I don't think he was happy with that at all. The right. Lily freaks out, tells everybody to shut up. <laughs> Get the stormtrooper some pizza. And then I'm not, it's not a stormtrooper. And we're not doing this any justice. This is such a good scene. <laughs> like you, I know, there's too many characters right. for us to like run through it. I know, I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, we need more people over here so we can actually like, do a read <laughs> do a reading. this. They're looking again at the diner uh, through the binoculars, and it looks as though Barney and Robin have spotted them. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> like the robot. Danger, danger. <laughs> Which is sort of the robot in the TV show's signature move right. in Lost in Space. And for our very young listeners, what's that, the, the 60s this show was from? Yeah. I believe, like, mid-60s. Yeah, so I don't even know. They did, a re- they did a movie remake of it. Yeah, with, like, Matt LeBlanc in the 90s? Yeah. I think it was I the 90s. I didn't see that. All of a sudden, Meg pops in the window. <laughs> she thinks that Barney's going to propose to her, and we get our first, oh, honey, <laughs> yes, from Ted. I enjoyed that. And then Marshall calls her crazy Meg to her face. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> and she doesn't even flinch. Like Lily wants to go forward with this. It's her masterpiece. She still thinks it's going to work, so she sends in Alan Thick. <laughs> I like Meg's. You're Alan Thick? He's like, no. No. <laughs> Or at first he says, let me repeat, I am Alan Thick. You're Alan Thick? No. <laughs> so he goes, then Crazy Meg, the robot, and finally the dirty dishes. And by the end of it, they're kissing. And this is obviously, we find out a misread on the situation. Right, but in the moment, they think they got it all wrong, that they're in love and it was just a rough patch and everything's good. The robot wants to know if they want to get high. We don't get an answer on that, but... The robot was not at the bar. so He's the only one, because Alan Thicke's mm-hmm. there, and Badger's there. Right. Now, the audience, our listening audience, should know that I have, I am what, three degrees of separation from Alan Thicke. I don't know that. Oh, so, <laughs> my mom was very good friends in... Oh, I do know this, okay. Junior high and elementary, uh, junior high and high school with Gloria Loring who became an actress who starred on Days of Our Lives for a while and was also sort of a, not a well-known singer, but in the 80s, she had some known recordings. And she was married to Alan Thicke. 
And her son is... I have to answer. Robin Thicke? Yes. <laughs> so I'm also three degrees of separation from Robin Thicke, too. But you've never met them? I've never met Gloria Loring, no. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't make it to my mom's funeral. I should have been insulted. Oh. I should have reached out to her. Is she, she still married to Alan Thicke? Oh, I mean, I guess he's dead now. I don't know. I think they were divorced, you know, decades ago. Oh, okay. So Robin shows up at the bar and points out that her and Barney broke up. But before that, they were all, like, they were, like, kind of toasting to how happy Barney and Robin are. And this was the moment we learned that relationships take hard work, but eventually everything will work out. And then Robin enters. <laughs> that was the moment we unlearned that other lesson. <laughs> so we get, like, a retread of Barney and Robin looking out the diner window, and instead of seeing all of them in the station wagon, they see themselves and are just kind of horrified yeah, at well, what they've become. Why did that fat guy and old lady keep, oh, wait, that's us. They realize how awful they look and that they're not happy, that they want to love each other. They'd love to love each other, but they're just too similar. They're both too awesome. Yep. And that's when Robin says, are we breaking up? Barney agrees. He thinks so. And they, they try and do a little word soup here of they're just two friends getting back together. And okay, fine. <laughs> then, then they show the beginning of Alan Thicke coming in. <laughs> right. It's and always they... great to see a fellow hoser. The Meg, I forgive you for the whole restraining order thing. <laughs> and then Robin, as the robot walks by, was that a stormtrooper? And Barney, that's not a stormtrooper. <laughs> a gas. Then they leave. Meg, before we end the scene, apparently knows where Alan Thicke lives. <laughs> right. So weird. When they're back at McLaren's, Marshall wants to know how Barney's doing. She thinks he's okay, but it might be a while till he recovers, and then they feel a cold breeze or feel <laughs> chill. <laughs> that doesn't really make any sense. Why would it be chilly? Because he's coming back and he's... It's the energy he's putting into the world, the evil Barney okay. <laughs> who's scamming women is returning. He walks in, looks good, says daddy's home. What is this music? I, I oh, know I didn't... It's like, da na na na. Like, it's, it's like famous music, but I didn't know really what it was from. I assumed you would. I probably would, but I wasn't paying attention, close enough attention oh. to notice the music. Is it Jaws? No. The way you just said da na na na? No. It's like very jazzy, like, I don't know, cool guy music. <laughs> Not describing it well. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I missed that. We could pause it for a second. You could watch it. Okay. Okay, we're back. We listen to music. I do recognize it. It's the theme of like a 60s TV show, but I'm not sure which one. Hmm. Maybe it was The Fat Man or The Old Lady. <laughs> that was in the 70s. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's... <laughs> but I can't... I've heard it in... It's a very common theme you hear. Yeah. I heard it in 16 Candles at one point. Yeah, like, I but feel like it's very... It's like, a, it's like Police Squad or something like that from the 60s. Yeah. So, okay. I just didn't know if you would happen to know. Sometimes you know stuff like that. And then Barney hears from Alan Thick that him and Robin were in something besides the Sandcastles video together. And, of course, we get a comedic runaway <laughs> from Barney. Right. And that's it. What do you think I ranked this? Ooh, let's see. Actually, no, it's not on there. It didn't make the top 100. Wow, it didn't make the top 100. No, I would not have guessed that. It's 105. Wow, okay. Well, there's that great scene in the car, but outside mm-hmm. of that, there's uh, not a lot. Yeah. 
That's true. There's a few little hits, but... And there's a couple things we mention from time to time in our real lives, but I... I was, mostly I was, just the legends of the fall. Yeah, I was I was surprised it was that far back, too, but it just... Yeah, like I said, I felt like it started really slow and then, yeah, built up to that awesome station wagon scene. But the rest of it was, yeah, very meh. So my favorite joke was the whole, I'm, I'm going legit, I'm going to be a matchmaker now, and Ted <laughs> going, can you set me up with someone? I'm just getting started. Whoa, I'm just getting started. When she said, whoa, I'm just getting started, for some reason that really makes me laugh. <laughs> I liked his jumping in like, so quickly. I thought that was really funny. My number two would be Alan Thicke's. I don't mean to get all, I'm Alan Thicke. And by the way, he said he had a dinner, and there he is drink, <laughs> having drinks with them after all this. True. I mean, I, I marked a couple as vests, but I have to probably go with like the whole station wagon scene with like the, <laughs> the best of the best being like all of the pizza guy lines and Ted being like, were you in this movie? My least favorite is Barney's whole camera flashing green light means it's off. It's just such a dumb joke. What did I... The girl's so stupid she doesn't know that a green light would mean the right. camera's on. Why is the camera pointing at the bed? <laughs> right. Why was she just sitting there as Barney like does this little speech on camera? And he already said since she wanted some porn, so she would have heard that. Right. And it just doesn't work for me. Um, my worst is all the Neil Young slander. <laughs> you should have seen the way Jen looked at me when she said that. It was very pointed at me, not just at Barney who said it. Well, next week we have the playbook, which is obviously a classic. Oh, yes. So I very much look forward to that. That'll be an easy one to get you to watch and <laughs> podcast. Okay, so we also watched the third episode of... How I Met Your Father. And there was a little bit of build-up because Jonathan, or someone that writes into us... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Before we get to that, let's read Daniel's other... I'll have Jen read, just for symmetry, the, Daniel's review of the rough patch. Hey, guys. This episode was pretty meh and kind of a bummer. <laughs> Didn't I just say it was meh? Uh, most of the jokes didn't land with me, but I appreciate the writers showing what could happen if two unhappy people refused to break up. I didn't remember when they broke up and could have sworn there was another episode with them, but whatevs. I've also never heard of beef ribs, but then again, I don't eat any ribs. Wow, Danielle, you are missing out. No wonder you've been so sad lately. <laughs> yes, try some ribs. Like Barney said, <laughs> they make them very delicious now. I do like the last scene with the shot of Barney. It was pretty funny. The best joke would have to be when Lily calls selfish independent, and the worst joke would have to be Lily saying there aren't two alpha dogs in their relationship. Yeah, see, she really hates it when Lily sort of <laughs> chow- when whenever Lily cucks Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> Love ya. Thanks, Danielle. Okay. But seriously, try ribs. They're amazing. <laughs> and cheer up. Don't take this show so seriously. Okay. How I Met Your Father, episode three. Do we have a title for it? Do you remember what it was? Um, I don't, but I can look it up real quick. So it's called The Fixer. The Fixer. That was pretty close. Why is it called The Fixer? Because... I was just trying to figure that out. Because Sophie is trying to... She's trying to fix Jesse? Jesse up on Tinder? Maybe, or Valentina's trying to help Sid... With his long-distance relationship? I don't know. That's not a good title. No, it's not. And I was underwhelmed by this episode. I was just going to say that. 
Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed, yes. Yeah, I think Jonathan led us to believe that this was a good one, and it was better, I think, than the first two. Yeah, there were a few jokes, but there were also a few really bad ones. Like, they they make Sophie really cheesy sometimes. Yeah, whenever Hilary Duff tries to get out of acting like a normal person and be a little bit silly... It doesn't work. It doesn't work, yeah. It just comes off as trying too hard. Yeah. So... The plot was Sophie's trying to get Jesse on Tinder so he can get out there and start dating. Sid is desperately trying to keep his long-distance relationship interesting, so they're trying they're going to try long-distance sex where by remote you can stimulate the other person with some sex toys, and Valentina's trying to kind of help him through yeah, this. Set up the lighting and the camera. And then Charlie's trying to look for an apartment at the same time as Ellen, and she's trying to avoid... Rooming with him, which, except for to save money, yeah, they they don't feel like they'd be a right. very good combination of roommates. Yeah, if I were to rank this in the world of How I Met Your Mother, it'd be about one fifty four. Yeah, which it is about twenty great. places higher than last one we talked about. So, didn't earn its own spot as a podcast of its own. We're still looking out for that. Mm-hmm. If there's a really good one, we'll do that. But but was, you know, the story moved forward. Sophie meets a new guy. Oh, one thing I found interesting is at the very beginning, the mom, played by Kim Kim Cattrall, was telling her son that it's going to take her the whole night to tell this story. So, unlike How We Met Your Mother, which we assume the story was taking place over a long period of time, she's talking about how she's only going to tell him the story in this night. I don't think so, because aren't they wearing the same clothes the whole time? I think that was also one night. I don't think so, no, because they weren't wearing the same clothes the whole time. Oh, uh, I thought they were. Okay. And I thought keeps, they filmed we, all those scenes at the same time. We talked about this many times. <laughs> well, I forgot what we came up with. Many times on our podcast, and we he, he's often kids. Um, as if he's talking to them for the first time that evening about it, and he would often say, remember how I told you about this? Right. Which would have been from a past episode. So it wouldn't have made sense if he was telling us all in one night. But I could have swore they were in the same clothes the whole, every time they showed them. No, we tracked that once. I'm not sure about all of them, but there was at least two that they were different. Now, that might have been an editing error, but there there were two weeks where they were in different clothes. Yeah, for some reason I thought I had read that they, like, filmed all of those scenes, like, at the beginning. In the first three years they did. Ah, okay. Before the kids uh, aged too much. Okay. And so I... I, I re-listen to our our podcasts. (laughs) Jen doesn't. I don't listen to them And so I remember things we said... (laughs) I don't commute anymore. I only have so much free time for podcasts and audiobooks. And, and I'm here for the recording. We're just not good enough for her high standards. I already heard it. I've been here. I heard it live. All right. Well, Jen, why don't you tell folks where they can write to us and find us? You can find us at How I Met Your Pod. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> RunkleRecaps.com. Gmail at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Twitter at Runkle Recaps and Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. That was really hard to get out this time. Hmm. Okay, we have to go and close our blinds. There's some fat guy, an old woman looking in our window <laughs> oh, at <no>. us. So <laughs> until next week. Bye.